What up, people? Welcome back to the My Crew with Drew podcast. Man, I am so excited for tonight's episode. I am bringing in my best friend from high school, ninth grade, 2001, Andrew, with his two best friends uh, that you that he met through college, Rob and Michelle, who are now my friends as well. Don't you love how that works, how that happens, how your friendships just continue to jump on top of each other and you know now we're a, a good unit together we have um, a group chat that we're constantly talking about and one of the big things we talk about for years now is the justice league Zack snyder cut finally got released this weekend we've all been hyped for it for years and we are going to uh have our discussion we're going to move our discussion from the group chat into a real discussion on the pod and man, I am hyped to talk about this movie because, well, I won't get too far. We'll, we'll get into my thoughts and feelings and everybody else's thoughts and feelings about it uh, on this pod. So get strapped in. I'll try to make sure it's not too long. I always say that and it always ends up going longer than I want. But, you know, as it is with friendship, just keep on going sometimes. So uh, let's uh, jump right into it. We're going to talk with Andrew, Rob, and Michelle about the Zack Snyder Justice League cut. Thank you guys for joining and enjoy. All right, guys, here we are. Man, I'm excited. Okay. Let's start off uh, introducing everybody so we can hear the voices. So you can really get the opinions of each one of us. So I'm going to start with uh, saying your name. And I want to know what your rating of the first Justice League movie was. Okay. Let's, uh, let's start with Rob. Rob. Rob, you look like you're ready. Rob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my name is Robert Watkins. Uh, basically, my opinion of the first movie, uh, I'm going to go with the solid four. Let's, let's do a four. Let's you, do a four. You, you sounded like you're going two almost. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I was, only, I was thinking I've three, heard much three and a half. Yeah, I was thinking three and a half. And I'm then, okay with decimals too. I think that means a lot. Three and a half, four is okay. where I'm going with the uh, the first the first okay. Justice League. Okay. All yeah. Right, let's not get into your rating of this one yet, Andrew. What is uh, your rating? Welcome to the pod. And what is your rating of the first Justice League movie? Thank you very much. Um, Rating for the first movie, 4.5. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that decimal that you were talking about, 4.5. Can, can I yeah. ask what that 0.5, uh, that jump is? Is there something specific that's making that 0.5? It, to be honest, I, you know, I, I think that any movie that involves like DC, like the main DC characters, like Justice League, I think will get like a, a sort of a minimum score from me. And like, don't get me wrong, I hated that movie, but I mean, <laughs> it was, it was the Justice League. So like... It, it can only get so low. 4.5 to me feels like fair because it, it was like a put together movie. Not well put together, but it was put together. Can I, <laughs> can I rebut, with, can with I rebut someone's Hold opinion? Hold on, I haven't even had a chance to go. <laughs> Sorry, all right. Michelle, welcome to the pod. I'm often forgotten and overlooked, Michelle. And I, am I allowed to curse on your podcast? Yes, please do. Okay, yeah, I might maybe y'all make me feel like a bitch because my number is a 2.5. The reason it went down from the three I would have given it is because Batman versus Superman was a negative six, and because it's a precursor okay. to this, 
I agree with I, that. Then that's, like, that's a fair. Because skip. that's like the pre, like the pre foundation by which this had to be built on, and the whole dynamic. The first one, I thought, I thought Batman versus Superman was the worst superhero movie I've seen, and therefore building like this, continuing that conversation. I just was, I went into it not interested. I left. Like Wonder Woman eighty four wasn't even funny though. That's that's the issue. At least Batman versus Superman was hilarious because Martha. No, Martha. <laughs> was, wasn't funny. It was like tragically depressing. But that wasn't I, supposed to. Be if funny. I remember, we were in Orlando watching that, and I it was is. asleep in the theater during the movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I, I, of alcohol, but also because of bad content. I was about to say. I was like, there might have been other factors in that, but fair enough. I don't yeah. I don't want to get too far into Wonder Woman 84 because I have a lot of thoughts about that movie. It's a whole other thing. I haven't been more disappointed but, in a movie in a long time. That is partly that. why you get to 2.5 because you have to take it in the context of the universe, the DC cinematic universe, which right. is piss poor and lackluster. Therefore, like this anchor movie just ugh, it just the the first one was just 2.5 to me at best. Okay. Can I have a can yeah, I have a follow up question? Yeah. If you guys did not know the MCU existed and had not seen the success of all of the Avenger movies, would Justice League be as bad to you? Because I think of course it, it, would. Just, it would still be as bad. Yeah. No, for sure. That those are okay. terrible movies. Because I'm offended by the question. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I definitely have. Those are, those no, are no. very very bad movies. Like those very are. Bad. Here's my thing. It's like I think seeing how good these movies can be makes these so much bad because yeah, so much worse. At the I good see point, point because, because but it's like yeah. Sorry, Michelle. No, go ahead. I was gonna say it's like okay, sure. If I watch a movie made in 1970 and I've never seen the millennial millennium exist, sure, I think those movies are quality movies back in that time frame. But I think even if I didn't see MCU, I know what's possible. It's the same as like when you go back and watch like The Matrix now. It's like, oh, it's not as, yeah, sure, a movie. In, but I think you have to put it in the time, not just the MCU, but like what is possible in terms of action, in terms of story development, and how much you can really pack into two and a half, three hours. It's, a, it's yeah. also not like they had like they had other movies. There are other like good Batman. You know what I mean? It's not like they didn't know like sort of what to Batman. do. So then let's you know? say, so, let's say there was no MCU, and I'm thinking then my favorite. Superhero movies would probably be the first Spider Man. Um, a couple Wait, of which the, one? Toby? The first, Toby Maguire, first Spider Man. Maybe the second. Toby. Sorry, the second. I'm, I start, uh, Tom Holland uh, starts my count. Rob, I guess you didn't like the original Spider Man. I actually liked Garfield. I really abhor the original Spider Man movies. Not just Toby the Maguire, third one, that's the aggressive. first and the second? Toby Maguire is a Barely good Peter Parker. He is a horrible Spider-Man. Uh, Kirsten Dunst is a horrible Mary Jane. Mary Jane that's is a impressive. woman that's supposed to walk into a room and everyone's like, oh my God, who is that? Uh, Kirsten so Dunst, mean. you do not look at her at all when she walked into the room. Well, at the time, she, she was, was like, with It Girl. Yeah, she, had just she was the It Girl at the time. At the she time, she was... Love or something? Uh, no, ten things. Yeah, crazy. Things I hate about you. Yeah, yeah. crazy beautiful. I no, it's crazy not a ten so things I hate about you. You do not steal that from Julia Stiles. I cannot believe you had the audacity to just say that and try to credit Kristen Dunst for that beautiful cinematic masterpiece that shaped my teenage years. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen Dunst for me was Jumanji, and Interview with a Vampire. 
Um, but she just was not like a gorgeous girl to me that should have been Mary Jane. Sorry. I hate I hated the original Spider-Mans, but even before the third one. Okay. That's just me. Well, back to know. what I was saying was if those yes. are my only if that and the X-Men movies and I guess Batman were the only things I'd look at, I would my rating of Justice League is a four. My rating would probably go up to a five or six. I really think so, without the MCU. That's taco as well. Yeah. At best a three point five. <laughs> I just because okay, wait. I'm just saying that I would have watched them introduce Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne. I've watched the Superman movie. I have a hot take on that later. The Superman versus Batman movie. And then I watched this. And you guys are going to say it's above a four? Here's the thing. But for your scale, you did introduce the fact that you basically have, like, negative. So, like, relatively, like, it's not, like, you know, it's, it's not out of, like, we're not outside of the realm of like where everybody else is in terms of like your your score there like it's it's roughly in the same range if you're talking about like versus batman versus superman like i agree on that it's like batman versus superman is like just the worst the worst movie. well wonder woman 84 is the worst but like batman versus superman and then you know, i love how that's the new worst now yeah, yeah i'm yeah, really no, it's, it's excited though for us to have a conversation about wonder woman in the snyder remake as the female on this call mm-hmm. i have a lot to talk okay well, well, let's, well, let's I, jump I'm, into yeah. it does somebody have some initial thoughts that they're just like dying to get off their chest right now that just wants to get this started? Or should I just start us off with some questions? What do you guys want to do? Andrew's raising his hand. So is Rob. So, uh, let's go with Andrew. He's, I think he's ready. Yeah, I just have one overarching thought. Yeah, yeah. Let's start Here's my thing. Um, I don't know how much credit this movie should get for the fact that basically they put out a bad movie and then they took like an extra like two hours and like reading through comment boards and everything like that. And they're like, okay, let me fix everything. It's like, of course you were going to make a good movie because you literally have feedback on everything that was wrong. So like, I don't know how, I just like overall, like how much credit do you really give to somebody? That being said, I'm like all in for this formula, by the way, of just like, if your movie is that bad, <laughs> no, 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 take another, take another year, take another go credit. back and, and $70 million. And put it out on streaming, whatever. Good. I'm with it. I, I, I agree like with you, money. but I don't think this is a formula anybody should follow. It's not. Of course not. No, no one do it, but, this know, is such a unique, unique situation. That's why it's kind of so wild. Um, but I agree with you it, is that, yeah, he had all the feedback in the world. There was obviously exact moments that were like, oh, we're answering your exact question about this. I, I have always wondered how much he had thought of Snyder had thought of originally and then how much he thought of like, Oh, now I need to add this and we'll never really, we'll well. never really know. Go ahead, Rob. Yeah. No, that was my exact question as well as like, I don't know what was what, um, my question, I guess to the group is like after, I don't know, maybe this is a later question, but after watching this, how much do you really want to see the rest of the, the Snyder verse as like as a result of watching this movie, like, do you want to see where this could go, or does it? I have five hundred thousand thoughts, and I cannot <laughs> prioritize them. So, I'm gonna first say, I do agree. I actually watched a YouTube video of ridiculous things that they changed, like not because they're bad, but like such a finite detail that we were annoyed by, and you made it better. But like, why did you change it? And they were showing. There's two concrete examples. There was one example where 
it's the reaction of the the janitor cleaning and like the first time when he gets abducted he doesn't make a face right he's like that's weird why didn't he react the net the snyder cut he goes oh and like reacts to getting kidnapped and people are like wait you literally went and fixed that and then there's the the other one was the example of the way uh wonder woman says uh khalil no whatever uh khalil no like and it's the, she says the exact same thing, but it's a different cut that's like less bad than the first cut. That, and it was like, yeah, we all said that was a weird line for her to say, but you literally must have watched all the examples to find the slightly better example of her saying that. And and I thought it was just a clip of like ridiculous things that they nitpicked. Like clearly they've watched what we've said and gone in and fixed very minor details. Well, let me say something because I, I don't, I agree with you, but there's also, you know, you have like 20 shots of the same shot already filmed. So I wouldn't necessarily say that those were reshot or in the reshoots. Oh no, and then not Snyder's reshoots, going but through. reselected. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's what the crazy thing about this movie is you really see the difference of, of directors and style and what they choose and editing. And the value of post-production. I and, walked away from yeah. this saying, I totally understand how that's post-production what I hope, As someone in post-production, that's what I hope most people come away from. Yeah, because I, I don't want to come away with Zack Snyder as some sort of genius. Because like I that's really true. think that there is a lot of evidence that that's not at all true by like some of the stuff that he's <laughs> imagining. But, so, but he like, has a style and he sticks to it, and you can see his style through this movie. Other than what Whedon tried to take together from somebody yeah. else's complete, really, really unique style of a movie. So like with the 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 major thing that I loved about this movie was the pacing and the rhythm. The first Justice League had no rhythm at all. It yeah, it had no rhythm. Back and forth. I'm going to push no you pace. on the pacing because I think any 20, pacing that yeah. gets us to four hours is incorrect pacing. <laughs> there were multiple things that could have been sped up, yeah. cut yeah. out. Listen, I had to pace myself over two, two or three days to watch this ahead, for, for, for this conversation. But I, I think I also have a big problem with it being called the Snyderverse. Like, can we not center it on him and his, like, this, let's not put him on some Well, we type can't of because originally he's not going to be continuing from what we know so far, so. Yeah. Which is good because, again, the, his idea, like, you know, what he was trying to do at the end with his ideas, and we can get to it, you know, I'm sure we're going to get to it, but, like, it, it's not as smart as he thinks it is. Like, it's, it's really not. <laughs> like, it just wasn't. Go ahead, Rob. Well, and then, at the end of the day, it's copy and paste. But, Michelle, yeah. are you saying that you did not enjoy the two-minute song that the young woman the gave toward Aquaman as he swam away? Because that is I a thought great it was... example. I did I very much like this Aquaman way better than the Aquaman that was in the first version. Absolutely. I think several of the characters were completely different people. Yeah. Definitely. And I liked this did Aquaman. Did any get worse? Huh? Did, did any get worse? Because like, I, I thought... I thought they the, all. The bad guy was more believable as a bad guy. Yeah. But I think Aquaman had more, like before, he was just like the edgy, hot, bad guy who sat lasso and said some awkward stuff, right? Now it's like he actually is a humanitarian. He's doing good things. He just doesn't want to be part of Atlantis. I would say he was the one that cared the most about each individual on the team and what they're going yeah, through. He was, very he was the only one bringing up like, uh, we just, his father just died and we're fucking sending his ass in to do this shit. Like he actually, and Flash was like, I heard, I thought you didn't care, but he really cared about every individual on the team. Yeah. I appreciate mm-hmm. that from his perspective. 
was kind of a hater though. But yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, but, but that's how he's. That's how he was an Aquaman too. Yeah, it's like kind of pessimistic. Like, yeah. we shouldn't do this. But like, I get it. I, like, it all was logical coming from logical places. I was about to say they, they shouldn't have done it. I mean, it was. It, it could have gone real bad. Like, that, <laughs> awful, awful. Because yeah. clearly, if it did go bad, they couldn't have done shit to stop him. Well, can we talk about the lack of kryptonite? Can we talk about that? What? Why? Nah. Why is that a thing? Why? Why are they forgetting that the one thing that you might need to control this man that might go berserk on you and literally just can tank every single person or all of you at the same time maybe you should have the one thing that could hurt him like a little bit that's true right? batman's normally prepared for stuff like that and but, he was no, especially you, batman like batman versus superman had like a million different kryptonite things it was like a kryptonite, kryptonite no, grenade launcher remember was like, the premise because the preamble of this one's changed right the whole I, at least let me say how i think i understood the first beginning scene was that when superman dies he screams, and that's what partly wakes up the box. No, mother box. Yes, mother boxes, right? And so <laughs> well, just mind, the one in, just the one in the Amazon. Yes. Amazon. Yeah, but if the mother box is then saying, "Okay, we're ready to now do evil," they first are uh, they're signaling that under the presumption that he's dead. So why would you bring kryptonite if the the thing you need kryptonite against is not alive? Like you're not coming with the expectation that Superman is part of the equation. No, I, I mean Batman. Like, I, sorry, I meant, I meant Batman. Justice League. Like the Justice League. Why Why didn't they have some sort of failsafe? And, I, you know, luckily they, they changed that whole, like, ooh, Plan B is, you know, thankfully no longer just Lois. Yeah. Like, that, <laughs> they changed that. Like, I was like, wow, that was pretty dumb. Well, but, let, let's delve um, into that scene because that was yeah. one of the scenes in the first Justice League, you know, the Flash and them bringing back Superman. That was one of the scenes that bothered me the most. Mm. Do you feel like they cleared that up a little bit? Do you like the way they brought back Superman? Wait, why did it bother you the first time? Okay, let me tell you why it bothered me. First of all, at the end of Batman vs. Superman, Superman's in the coffin, and they show the rocks coming up. Are we just going to completely ignore that? Because when when that happened, I was like, okay, Superman's going to come back on his own. And he's probably going to be in the solitude. He's going to bring back the black suit. He's going to have a whole different perspective. And then Justice League, they're like, oh, no, no, no. We're going to bring them back. Ignore everything you saw about that coffin thing. That actually had nothing to do with this. And then I just thought the Flash running, touching at the same time with the water was just one of the corniest things that I had ever seen in my life. I just thought it was so dumb. And the plan seemed so convoluted as well. And that, that's why I felt in this version, they at least explained themselves a little more about why they thought they needed to do this. And yeah. I liked how Flash was like, are we all thinking the same thing? Like, that was kind of cool. So it got a, it, it definitely explained itself better, but I still thought that Superman was going to bring himself back. And that's always kind of bothered me. And maybe I shouldn't be hanging on to that little coffin piece, but like, you can't show me that and then just be like, never mind. That was basically the the thing that pulled us into getting excited for right. this movie was right. like the rocks rising from coffin. Yeah, yeah, definitely had. They just kind of did away with that. It's pretty silly, silly. <laughs> which is something they always do in these movies. So I do think yeah. that they the only the main thing that I thought that they did better for the resurrection of Superman scene was that it introduced. Well, I don't want to get it. I don't want to get jump ahead of myself. But what we see the Flash do in that moment, very briefly, right? Tease up everything, and I think it's like the, it's like a 
good moment of actually trying to bring coherence to everything right. that they've right. shown us and then what's going to happen later in the movie. So I, and I, I, to the corniness factor of like, yeah, like perfectly matching your speed to exactly do something is kind of crazy. So him like, whoops, let me like back up two seconds and yeah. like do it again. Yes, I, I love thought that. that was like very, I didn't appreciate it until I got to the end of, to the end. And then I was like, oh, I'm so glad that they like tip the hat a little yes. bit early so that I'm more like, oh, wait, he can do that. And mm-hmm. kind of introducing a more, a different way to think about his powers going into how the, the ending that I thought was very good. Um, would eventually land. Hardly agree. Anybody else want to jump in on some big differences? Something, a scene that they really hated in in Justice League, the first one, and and liked better in the Snyder Cut? Go ahead, Rob. I just have so many thoughts and I think appreciation overall for how they handled Cyborg. Um, yes. I just, I just didn't That's interesting. really, yeah. I didn't know what his, perp- like, I mean, I knew his purpose was. Okay, here's another, another thing is that my, most of my context for who Cyborg was was based on Teen Titans before right. this. And so, you know what I mean? He was kind of like goofy, lovable, da-da-da-da. And in this one, I mean, I was a little annoyed at first because, like, I was like, damn, how is Batman being outbrooded by uh, Cyborg? Like, Thank you, Cyborg? Bro. Okay. <laughs> you, I, was, I was so broody. I was he's like, so broody. Like, like, he's honestly, so broody. No, no, no. Every two seconds. Like, no, my favorite, my favorite line, my favorite line was just uh, when his father was like, yeah, there's monsters. So it's like, you know about monsters because you created one in me. And I was like, I was like, Dude, like, like you kind of have omnipotent like knowledge. Like you're kind of omnipresent and shit. And so like, you know, get away from that window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was I think it's like, you guys I know. That was definitely a dick that's if I had to pick two of my male friends to be looking out a window brooding like they're on this call so the fact that you guys are like he's so broody I'm like okay experts takes one to know one I was like I was like oh god monsters Jesus (laughs) nobody should outbrood Batman in any type of Batman related well another person who's lost their mother I'm glad his mother wasn't named Martha though but I do think Cyborg was less than he was the first time. Because Cyborg yeah. was like super annoying in the first one. And we had no context for why None. was he annoying. Right. And I, what I appreciated the point. most was actually understanding, because I too mainly know Cyborg from Teen Titans, very good content. <laughs> what can that dude do? And I did appreciate that moment where they actually like slowed down and explained his powers. I thought it was kind of creepy. Like, oh, you can just be watching people at any time. Okay. I appreciate that he showed a positive example of it, but I thought it actually helped me understand like, what can he do? And then I think that made it make more sense when he was like dealing with the ship or later and stuff like that. Like I could understand it a bit more. Andrew, jump in. Did you, did you feel like that? Did you feel like that? That scene was a little like off-putting. Halfway know, we're because... talking about the Linda Reed ATM machine. Yeah. Scene, like, right? It just, yeah, it just, it just kind of felt like, they were like, yeah, he could he could actually solve all the inequality in the world, and like you know, watch him take this cash stack and make it slightly bigger, you know, for this family. And I'm like, well, why doesn't he just sit around and do that all day? Then inequality. <laughs> like, he doesn't do have that. time for that right now. They're dealing with was, something. But I was well, like, I don't know. Like, just do thing, that though. then, man. You could be much more helpful that way. Like, that seems good. Yeah, yeah, do that. Is he brooding? I think he was brooding, but I do think, like, in general, I don't want to get too off track here, but I think, in general, 
they did over elaborate scenes for each individual character mm-hmm. to show what their powers were right. because i don't want to get too off here but like the entire opening bank robbery scene was a huge over elaborate bank robbery scene just to show us that wonder woman can kick ass which is like we saw her do that in the first scene but like literally i was just like oh maybe these terrorist groups is going to like circle back around or something like literally could have cut that no, that was whole it was actually very important that that was different than the first time, which leads me to Wonder Woman's portrayal in this movie compared to the last one. I mean, like a like a killer? Like no, <laughs> oh. in the last like, movie, kill that guy? Wonder Woman was over sexualized. My opinion. You know, the you, only you the last Aquaman one? in the first one, Aquaman oh. sitting on the lasso, just lusting after her. That's the only time you see her and Aquaman interact in the first one. He is like, "You're hot." That like, I would say I would say Aquaman was too. in the first one, like her skirt spins and you see her butt, like. But then it wasn't in the second one, and I think I that, thought like, it was in the second one though. I thought I thought because I like every two seconds the flash was like, uh, like you know, yeah, every I two mean, seconds the flash was like, can I can I date her? Do you think she dates like old younger men? Maybe. Like you know, no, and, but there was and a, also I didn't really first, like how she said Kalel. Like it just kind of for some reason. I didn't like it. Like, if I was Lois, I would have been like, "Why is your Amazonian like accent?" Like, I know, but in the first one, for example, Flash <laughs> like, Flash makes a mistake and accidentally like falls on top of her in a sexual oh, way, and then yeah. gets up. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. That that's really a fair bad. point. So Thank God. There, it's actually multiple things in the first one where there was like whole threads and chains after the first one of like Wonder Woman as like the female sex object of the Justice League, and how like that was like weird, especially when you have. The MCU comparisons, and I actually, because I had read those at the time of the first Justice League, I did not see those same scenes show up in this next one. So I actually appreciated to. I appreciated what I saw of Wonder Woman during that time. Let me stick with the Wonder Woman because I, I, I liked the Wonder Woman bank robber scene. Yes, you could have completely cut it in; it would have had no impact on the movie, but. As superhero movies normally go, and team up superhero, mo- yes. superhero movies normally go, you see them each do their individual thing before they do the team up. And I thought that was, you know, obviously her scene. But I think the fact that we already kind of know these guys, Wonder Woman's got two movies. So you're like, why did we really need that? But I enjoyed the scene, and I like to see her catching hands like that. Like, I also think she totally could have killed that guy before she put all the kids uh, in danger. Yeah. Like you were just trying to yeah, show I off. I mean, the point is, is not a DC strength, but I do think <laughs> in terms of this being, let's keep in mind at the original time where this movie should have come out, Wonder Woman had one movie. Right. That but we knew what she could do with that romantic one Romantic relationship with Chris Pine. So yeah. this is the, the time for her to be like what, and we end that movie that's like set at a different time kind of not knowing what happens to her after this guy dies and like what is she gonna do this is also i mean none of, none of the past stuff matters and this you know as they've shown like dc doesn't continue yeah, but this, things from one this movie movie to another. Is the opportunity like this opening scene is the opportunity to understand what, what wonder woman is doing now right how what she's made of her life and like how she's still kicking ass despite and the fact that she hasn't fucking aged in all this time right like like this is don't, like you have to erase 1984 doesn't exist or one over 84 doesn't exist in the context of when this should have come out but don't don't you think it's sort of a dc problem in that like for instance they do the same thing with batman they do the same thing with superman where like every single time we see these dudes on like on screen they have to be like 
you know, that guy had two parents that got murdered in, in an alleyway. And that's why he got so dark like that. Right. And, you know, that guy, his spaceship is underneath the farm. It's over there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And his mother's name is Martha. It's a whole thing. You know, like every single time. But you have to account for that. new people. I don't know if we did that. Trying to bring new people in to watch. Obviously, nobody that? knew was coming back with the MCU. Cut? Like, we don't do yeah. that with the MCU. We don't have to be like every single yeah, time. MCU like, and that guy was, like was in a cave. And his Iron this. Man suit in there. It was a cave. MCU was like a mega meeting that's like you had to have done the pre-reading to understand the content of this meeting. And if you didn't do the pre-reading, you don't that's get the content fault. of the meeting. And yeah. it's not for you. Yeah. Also, I guess it's really, you can, with, like, MCU, like, there's a lot of places where you can go and just kind of get, like, little, you know, spark notes on it. And I feel like the same thing with Batman. Like, if you're in 2021 and you don't know how to get spark notes on Batman's, like, origin, like, I don't know what to tell you. We done seen it, like, 50,000 times. Yeah, there's uh, a million movies yeah, that could show it. Yeah, I still think for Wonder Woman, this wasn't her origin story. This was a what happened to her. Like, where did she end up based on where we left off? And right. I thought it was necessary. I think the scene was too long, but I do think you needed yeah. that scene of Wonder Woman, and I, I deeply appreciated how it was done differently. I And I thought the Amazonians fighting that motherfucker who came to take that mother box. That was fire. I was like, ooh, shit, oh, capture the flag, fuck that shit. I thought Real that stakes. was so good. As a personal, like, Xena Warrior Princess fan, it gave me yes. mad Xena vibes because it had, like, the little, like, oh, no, no, like, the, like, the soundtrack in the Her background. guitar like, riff is still bit. my favorite sound in all of DC. It's like, anytime I hear that, I love that shit. Yeah. I get so yeah. hyped. That's yeah, why I also like that scene because I, I just like watching her kick ass. I really do. Yeah. Right, so, so and the, there was that part where he was like, I'm going to feed off your fear, and the queen's like, what fear do we have? Like, show him your fear. And they're like, yeah. we have no fear. And I was like, yeah, win in. <laughs> All right, well, then let's get into it. And Michelle, maybe I'll go with you first. Give me your power rankings of our six heroes. One to six. Are you ready or should we start with somebody you else? Power rankings, you want to think yeah. about it? Unless you're ready to go, Michelle. Like if you're sorry, if you already had your power I, I, I have a clarification that is may not be the same one as yours. Do you mean in the context of the in DC the context, universe that has been presented no, to me, in the or based on my movie, background knowledge? In in the context of only this movie, what was your power rankings? Well, it's not fair. So let me say that. I mean, it's your own opinion. So of course it's fair. Okay. So <laughs> Superman's one because he can do everything. And I still think, and I appreciate, I thought it was the one scene I liked the first time. I appreciate that they didn't cut it when the flash is running and he turns his head and looks at him. That was, like, oh. okay. That was my favorite part of all of the first Justice movie. Yeah. And from the he first one, that was eyes. the best scene of the movie. Yeah. And I was yeah. really happy it was still there. So he's number one. I mean, I hope he doesn't, you know, alternate universes and scenarios kill us all, but whatever. He's number one. Um, just because he has power. I wouldn't say based on acting. I wouldn't say based on storyline. I wouldn't be say so, based on plot, just power, ranking okay. pa ranking of their powers alone. I am heavily biased. Wonder Woman has always been my favorite. I think Galado does a great job playing her, um, despite the scripts and things that have been put on her. So I give her a number two ranking. Also because she's doing this at 5,000 years old. Y'all need to keep that in mind. If she's 5,000 years old, while she's doing all this kicking ass. Some of y'all can't even run across the street at 30-something. Okay, number two is Wonder Woman. So Superman, Wonder Woman. I think I'm, I'm really torn, but I'm going to go Aquaman. Again, not based, it's really hard to do this based on the power of what you see in the show, but I'm just saying sheer power. You can talk to fish. You can swim, breathe in the water. <laughs> I don't know. Like quick, quick moment about fish. 
So he brings that village fish. Now, yeah. he's cool with people eating fish? I guess if that's, like, all they have, that's cool. But I always thought Aquaman was, like, a vegetarian. Am I wrong there? Yeah, I think you're right. And he's definitely trying to preserve his homies. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, talking to them, like, yo, I got this great place for you to go to. Just follow me. To the death? Yeah. Right. I thought he kind of... In the Real cartoon, shady. he talks to the big fish. He talks to like the dolphins and the sharks. So, so you're saying he discriminates? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. I want to notice some discriminatory behavior. I'm noticing. Um. So Aquaman, I think. Yeah, the movies make it hard, but I do think power ranking. I would put him. Um. Uh, I I know you're not about to put. <laughs> I know. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're gonna judge me putting Cyborg or the Flash above Batman? Batman doesn't have a power. Batman is the epitome of white privilege and capitalism. And I know some people glorify oh, that. I don't. I, he doesn't have a power. He freaking, even Barry Allen asked him, what's your power? I'm rich. Okay, make me rich then. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. So wait, is Batman last or is he next? I don't know if he's last, but he can't, he can't be in the top three for sure. This and I just, shocking. Why? Scandalous. I saw someone say that um, Batman is technically the office manager for the Justice League, and no. I could not stop laughing. That's, that's <laughs> so the whole sad. thing together. Like, what's yeah, happening? Yeah, that's what an office like, manager does. He's the jo- that's the job description of office manager. Get the team together. The first person at a company is the office manager. The, the office manager isn't like, we need to make this company. You know what? I'm well, going sure, to hire everybody sure. around me. He makes sure everyone has coffee and tea and has all the resources. Yeah, he's just had, to do, he's like, talent he acquisition. He didn't, even, he didn't even do anything this movie. What did he do to help us win? Wait, Besides, hold on. Let's not get everyone? into that because I have more to get into that on the Batman stuff. Let's let's. He did kind of break down the whole defense that allowed him to He's also the attack. funniest person in this movie. I mean, like, honestly. Is he? Bat- ben Affleck, here's the thing. Flash is, ben Affleck is certainly not the best. Flash Batman, is the okay? best side of the movie. No, I, I, you know, I, it's, it's so tough for me. Like, cause you have no comedic sense. No, it's just that like sometimes with, it's, it's like, it's weird with like certain actors, like, and, and you know, like done outside, just I get, yeah, because he's done terror. Like, I mean, he slapped the woman. I was just like, I'm not cool with Ezra Miller. Have- so like, I thought he choked her. Oh, oh, he choked her. Sorry. He choked her. Worse. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. Worse. worse. Yeah. So I was just like, ah, I'm not really feeling him. He was, and he was like, he had the same jokes. I think, like, it, his humor was like mostly along the same lines. So he was definitely up there in terms of funniness. But like, I just thought, I thought Batman was like super funny. And I think that like Ben Affleck as Batman is the funniest Batman, not the best, certainly, but like, is the funniest Batman to me. And I, so you ready I for your rankings, that. Michelle? Should we move on to hear Angie's rankings? Because I want to. I mean, I mean, no, no, no. She, she didn't finish, she didn't finish in terms of Batman. Batman. I think yeah, based no, on no. what I've heard from Andrew, Batman it has officially taken the sixth spot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's just recap. I you got Superman. Flash showed up and showed out, so I'm going to put him at number four. So okay. that one leaves us with number one, Superman. Number two, Wonder Woman. Number three, Aquaman. Number four, The Flash. Number five, Cyborg. And coming in dead ass last for being a rich, pansy ass office manager is Batman. All right, Andrew. Clearly fucks it up in the alternate universes multiple times and can't freaking hold a truce with the Joker, and that's how we end up like this. Next. What? I don't even. That's not even. That wasn't even what happened in that scene. Like, no. That's what I understood from my company. Batman's trying to save the world, and we're sitting here being like, well, good job letting Lois die, idiot. It's like, 
I, I literally have to do everything. Michelle, I, I, I don't the, think you should be I agreeing with the Joker on, on Batman. Yeah, on what, what Batman is this? Done. I will First say of that. all, R.I.P. Heath Ledger. I'm Team Joker, okay? He's not the only Joker. You have to take the character. You can't just take one. Joker. Anyways, I, just, I put in my ranking. I officially submitted. Okay, go ahead, Andrew. Give me your rankings. All right. Okay. So, power rankings. Uh, I, I completely agree. Superman, Wonder Woman, one, two. I mean, Superman legitimately is like one, like, and, and everybody else is like starts at 10. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was ridiculous. Yeah. That, that one scene, you know, as soon as he takes out Wonder Woman, I'm like, all right, well, then, well, then what do you do? Like, What's that's the point. That's it then. Yeah, I, I would just be like, all right, everybody stand down, which is why you have to have the kryptonite. But anyway, uh, Superman, Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, Batman for me. Because I'm just like, in terms of who brought it together, it's Batman. Like, he was the whole reason and impetus behind this because he couldn't deal with all of this, all of the stuff that he, like, messed up in Batman versus Superman. He was like, he was so... Hell bent on mess. actually fixing his mistakes and fixing fixing this mess that legitimately he was just like drip. He, I mean, he goes out to Iceland and like you know tries to recruit Aquaman first. He goes climbing mountains. Flash. <laughs> like I, yeah, apparently Iceland he had to like you know, venture over mountains and stuff like that. It's like you know some crazy stuff. Uh, or I'm gonna put Alfred. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put <laughs> Alfred in there because <laughs> he was more valuable to me than. Hello. What's that? He mansplained how to make tea. Gross. No, he well, English explained. I mean, he English explained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell that was me how that's thing. different. Tell me how it's different. Because he's English and he knows how to make yeah. tea better than Americans. Okay, okay. You know what? Calgut, uh, Wonder Woman's <laughs> not American. Well, there's more. Yeah, it's more Amazonians like, too. I yeah, guess? probably. I mean, the English, aren't the English known for tea? Wasn't that the joke? I thought Listen, that was they're known joke. for colonization, racism, and mansplaining. So yeah. I tell you, that's what's the truth. Can I you, saw the Megan Markle. Are we dealing with, are you silent are you silent? with the real world? Like, I don't understand. Like, we seem to be delving into both worlds here. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like we're talking about a fictional universe in which time travel is actually possible. You know, like it's it's a whole thing here. I'm I'm a little bit confused. <laughs> okay. So I'm Megan uh, Markle and Oprah. You know what the deal is. Thank you, okay. I'd have All to right. say my favorite Alfred moment, though, was when Batman comes in with the entire team and he's just like a proud mom. Like his like his son came home with friends for the first time. He was I like, yes, it. I loved it. Yes, like, you have finally. friends. He's like, finally, I'm not your only it's friend. Like, I'll put the tea on. Yeah, <laughs> loved it. OK, so yeah, Alfred the, was the rest three. Falling after that, by the way, in terms of the in terms. Yeah, yeah. Aquaman, wow. Flash, Cyborg, wow. all, you know. To me, I got annoyed by all of them at, at some point. So I was just like, all right, I'm done. I'm good. All right, go ahead, Rob. So I do need clarification again. So in power ranking, are you talking about who is the most powerful or just like I wasn't us personally who, who we powerful. just enjoyed and really exactly. rooted for the most? Exactly. Okay. Uh, Superman's number one because you got to root for this guy, fish out of water that just everyone needs. And he's just like, I was peacefully dead. And y'all, yeah, I mean, it's like he was peacefully dead and like, you know, they just brought me back and like, I guess I got to come save y'all asses now. Like, whatever. Cool. Um, I ended up rooting in my second watch of it. The first time he was brooding too much and I hated him. But in my second watch of like really seeing how they kind of sort of made him the heart of the movie, I actually started to root for Cyborg. Um, and like that would be my number two. Um, I love that. 
I really just enjoyed Flash. Uh, I I think he's a problematic person in real life, uh, the actor Ezra Miller, and he's really like out there and all some other stuff. But I just really enjoyed Flash um, and his kind of arc. And I also enjoyed seeing like that scene. I I am a sucker for slow motion, really fast people scenes. Like honestly, every Quicksilver scene in all the X Men movies, I enjoy the right. like thoroughly. And so like I'm a sucker for those. Um, then I'm gonna go with Wonder Woman. Uh, she's the clearly like the second strongest person um, and second most powerful person. Um, and then I'm gonna go Aquaman because um, yeah, he was like seemed to be like the third strongest. Um, and then I'm gonna go with the Office Manager as my sixth choice there. <laughs> Why do you take it's it? It's just bandwagon stuff. I mean, that's that's all. Bruce Wayne, though. It's just, it's just, ba- it's just bandwagon here's the thing. stuff. Like, here's the thing. It, 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 that literally Wait. the only like regular guy. He's the only one that any of you could possibly be. Like that's the crazy I thing about. I could never become Batman. You, you, like, you could. I mean, so in general in life, almost any other movie, any other version of this, I would probably vote Batman a lot higher. Yeah, I know. That's why it's but a this, bandwagon vote. I'm with it. Yeah, no, I'm with it. But, yeah. But in this particular version of the movie, Batman just didn't offer that much. I think in any other he version, like the, anybody. in the in the in the cartoon of Justice League, Batman is like the what person do you mean that he didn't do anything. He was literally the sniper that was saving everybody from up top during the final fight. Like, but hey, did he save everybody? But did he? Did he save? But did he? One of them was about to get ambushed. Okay. and he shot two people out the sky. Let what? me let me do yeah. my ranking so and let me Flash let me do my ranking. He was running around one time and then he. Mark Wahlberg was an American sniper too in a movie. That's that's not enough to be in a power. You're talking about Bradley Cooper. Superheroes. What are we doing? <laughs> With, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm just making parallels. I heard Rob's point. I appreciate your perspective, Drew. I think it's your turn. It is my turn. I'll I'll, I'll jump right into the number six. I have Batman as six as well. Um. And and you say he was saving everybody. He didn't save the most important person, which was Flash. He shot the like. Okay, first of all, I've never seen Batman use more guns in my entire life. How many people did he actually punch? He might have thrown like two so, punches so the we, whole movie. Are we are we upset at Batman for not having powers? Are we actually are no? We, I'm Batman, not, no, 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 no. Listen, Batman has never had power. I'm wearing a Batman shirt. Batman has never had powers. This isn't the first movie I've seen him be powerless, okay. but he still contributes. I don't feel like, other than bringing the team together, I don't feel like he contributed He was that like the much. volleyball team manager. It was, and then, he just didn't contribute a lot. And then he missed the most important part. I'm, I'm, I'm Flash gonna, I'm just needed go for a second. everybody. I'm all of the contributions of Batman. I'll be right back. <laughs> Well, Flash, needed, Flash needed and the most important Martha's part. house back, guys. He bought her house. He's gonna back. let Lois Lane die in his Batcave. He's a fucking killer. You don't. You Wait, guys, let's let Drew finish his power. Okay, so number you. six, Thank Batman. Okay, but now I'll go back up to one. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do it however <laughs> the fuck I want. I just had to get that Batman part because him not protecting the Flash that really bothered me. Thank you. That really bothered me. He's literally the old. Okay. 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 Who's number one? He was, he was shooting at a lot of different places at really the moment. Quickly, okay. Really quickly. In the cartoon, I feel like the all, the entire Justice League is afraid of Batman because they know that he has 
fucking fail safes right. to fuck Every all of them. Every single one of them. And in this one, he just he like like guys are just really guys. I really need you. Like I'm really, I'll book this out. Like, I, I, I fucked up Superman. And I just kind of need you guys. And he forms like, the Justice League in the comic books too. What do you mean? Also, very, you know what? I gave him credit like for that. I gave seven. him credit for that. No, Batman's officially number what's seven. He, what's clip? Robert talking about? What do you, like? It's not like this is the only time in which he forms the Justice League. He's like, but he had, but like a bigger, like a big threat is coming. We need people. But like, just without Batman threat. being like, we need to bring everybody. But together. the rest, of, the no, rest no, of the cast was afraid of him. Like yeah. I don't think any of them gave a shit. Like they were just like, yeah, you know, literally in this in this realm for some reason again. No one is like has fail safes against. That's why I'm ranking should, it, which is Superman. That's I'm ranking this movie. I'm not ranking about. my favorite heroes. I'm wearing a Batman shirt. I love Batman. Yeah, I love Batman. Power I'm just saying, in I, this movie, he is six out of the six. Christian Bale is one of my favorite Batman. One right. of my favorite superhero movies. Period. This Batman ain't it. And I think he caused the problem. So cleaning up the problem you caused, we wouldn't even have to have this movie if you wouldn't have been acting the ass in Batman <laughs> Superman. So go ahead. What's your number one? Okay. I want to go ahead and hear. My number one is more. Wonder Woman. I enjoyed her the most throughout this movie. We did it! Uh, I also think she was the most level-headed of the team, other than the fact that she said nothing when Batman's like, yeah, yeah, do it, do it, do it. And, and Aquaman's like, maybe we should think about this. And I was like, just shut up, shut up, do it, just do it. And Wonder Woman's just like, okay, I'm just going to let this go. I thought that was a little weird. But other than that, I thought she killed it the whole movie. I loved everything she had to say. Number two, I'll go Superman. I didn't really want to put Superman two because I just didn't feel like he was in the movie enough to deserve that top ranking. That's kind of why I have him second. But when he comes, I mean, his ultimate domination of Steppenwolf is just, like, ridiculous. Like, they are struggling. And yeah. He is literally destroying him like it's nothing. It was an ass game. He's, he's was the only game. one that mattered in that yeah. movie. It yeah. was like legitimately, if he was, if everyone else just died, it would be fine because we still had Superman. Like it was, it was like that. He's like it's way not, too overpowered, and that, which is why I dislike Superman in general. Yeah, sometimes like, he's too overpowered. I agree, but and in but, this world, he's super overpowered. Yeah. Like well, no, Wonder Woman like, couldn't we don't, do anything. He gave her a headbutt. And destroyed her. Yeah, like, she, she, she gave him like, the headbutt you know, back, and he was like, "Oh shit!" He that sat, was the he first sat thing there and looked at her, and he was like, "Okay, watch this." And then he literally elevated a few feet. That was and pushed her into the ground, and I was like, "Jesus, man! Like this dude is over the top." Well, it's pretty much like they don't need a Justice League if they just like spent their time just bringing him back to life. They really didn't need a Justice League because they're just like, "Hey, Sue." Can you just go handle this shit real quick? That's how well, I but they still they failed, and Flash sleep. still had to go back in time to yes. beat them. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which is why I was oh, so originally I was going to put Flash as third, but I am after our discussion today going to put Cyborg third. I really did like the expansion of his storyline. I thought he was super important to what the team was trying to do, and you know it's really interesting how <laughs> the Whedon. Ray Fisher thing is kind of a little more obvious with how he portrayed Cyborg in the movie or even any other person of color in the movie. <laughs> it was it was apparent. It was an apparent difference. So I really enjoyed Cyborg. I'll have to go Flash forth. I really liked the expansion of, of Flash's character in this movie too. I love that Iris scene. Like you were talking about, Rob, the slow motion. Him, I loved him being barefoot 
and and stopping and then the whole part of the street like moving under his feet because i loved how like even though he was in super speed he was still super goofy running around mm-hmm. and then he was like stopped it was like it was like tom cruise in that movie where he's got the socks on what is it uh risky business yeah risky business he was just like yeah. sliding along i really i <laughs> love that I love it's, that. It was really well done. Really well done. And then him bringing, I just watched the him bringing everything back, uh, you know, in going into the past. And that scene is just fire. And then even when he says, I just got the wind knocked out of me and like half of his hip is gone. I was like, damn, Flash, you are like handling shit right now. And also, if you remember in Justice League, he talks to Batman. He's like, eh, I don't really know what to do. Like I kind of just push people out of the way. Like I'm really scared right now. And they didn't include that in this one. And I like that because I thought mm-hmm. it was like, he's a little more experienced. I did like how he was unexperienced in that one, but I like how experienced he was in this one. I actually think they, they, the less, the one, those characters who previously didn't have a, a, a prequel movie for lack of a better phrase, right actually all came across more experience this movie mm-hmm. because cyborg last time was kind of like i don't know why i'm even here i'm just gonna kind of tink 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 on the computer every now and then and versus this time i felt like he was like doing stuff like he was like taking initiative versus kind of like begrudgingly being a part of it you know what i mean mm-hmm. i agree and then i guess that leaves me with aquaman at, at five who i didn't hate you know i enjoyed him but you know he didn't he didn't bring too much to the table mm-hmm and those are my rankings. Yes. That's funny. I thought we would all be a little bit closer, but I, I guess we're all kind of. All well, that's the, the beauty of diverse perspectives. We almost <laughs> do something different. Any other thoughts people uh, really uh, had in their mind that they're trying to get out? Let's let's talk a little bit about Josh Whedon. Um, you know, can 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 I can I be a devil's advocate and and give Josh Whedon? The devil's got enough advocates, Drew. He don't need need you. <laughs> Everybody a devil advocate. Can I can I just okay. try to defend weed? I'm gonna try to defend weed. Okay. <laughs> Here's what I'm gonna say. When you have, and I mentioned this earlier, when you have a stylized director like Zack Snyder, who has such a vision when he goes into a movie, all his movies are very, very unique. Mm-hmm. I think it's super hard to just be like, I'm taking that vision. And I don't think Josh Whedon really tried to make it his own vision. I think he tried to keep some of the Snyder style while also adding in his little, little bit of his stuff, which was a mistake. But I'm gonna give him some credit for at least, I mean, I gave the movie a four also, but I'm gonna at least give him credit for, for trying, I'm gonna give him credit for trying, I'm gonna stop there. Because <laughs> I guess I don't really have much else to defend him for. <laughs> I was about to say I got I got really super worried when you started off with saying I I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give Joss Whedon credit for a second I was like oh god I know this is your I know this is your podcast but there were there were but, parts of Justice League that I did enjoy I did enjoy yeah, parts this was of a those movie job though I mean like honestly yeah, when you, was, see, but, when you see the long it's a really movies, tough situation like, yeah job, but he so. was in a he I don't blame him so let me be clear I don't right. think he needs forgiveness because I actually don't put blame on him. When you did not shoot the original movie right. to be put in as a person in post-production without the other person being there, he's completely, Snyder's completely gone. And you have to kind of see somebody else's vision who has, like Drew was saying, a very distinct style, a very distinct point of view that is not your own and try to piece it together as much as you can and try to put together. Not easy. Versus Snyder clearly has been thinking about this for a very long time and has like a multi-part vision that he's driving towards. 
And Whedon is kind of on the cleanup crew to kind of just put something together so it can go out. So I actually don't blame him. If anything, I blame Warner Brothers. Did you guys, how, how much credence you guys put into that, uh, that Joss might have been a little bit shaken up just because uh, Age of Ultron went, went not as good as it could have been? Like a lot of people feel like he, it's just kind of like gun shy in terms of like taking risks and like maybe doing the more uh, experimental, creatively experimental things. Because Age of Ultron, he just was so burnt out by the time he got through with that. I don't know if any credence you guys put into that. I, I, but I, it, I it agree. Of, it makes I agree. sense to me. I'm just saying what his job was really hard is pretty much what I'm saying. Yeah. His job oh, was really, really hard. And the studio probably had a lot of input. Uh, and sometimes that's not for the best. Well, the thing is, like, I feel like if you're if you're in the original negotiations to be the director of a movie, you can say, like, OK, this is how much creative control I want. This is how much you guys get. But if, like, you're brought in by the studio, literally, you're completely their puppet. Like, if they're yeah, just like, exactly. we're bringing you in to do this thing and this is how we want it to be done. Right. And then and then we've you, already you filmed like 75 percent. So whatever yeah. Idea yeah. you had, you have to create it out of that. You're their puppet, I, I believe, at that point, which it sucks. Yeah. How do we think um, Warner Brothers, I mean, you know, I guess we've all read that Snyderverse isn't continuing. But with this unique situation, how do we think Warner Brothers is feeling right now? Are they like, we did the right thing? Or are they like, do they get we're any pissed at money off of this? It seems like the people are liking this, right? For the most yeah. part, people are yeah, enjoying the Snyder Cut. I think it's like an 8.4 mm -hmm. on IMDb, right? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do we think Warner Brothers is feeling? Are they happy or are they like well, are they making money from Andrew? When I asked the question, Andrew, I think he nodded that they are making money from this. Sorry, I mean it, it, it's like um, they are making money by way of you know adding to their subscriptions. Right. Yeah, yeah, for HBO Max. I mean, this was a part of the big push in terms of like major temples that they can actually build HBO Max off of. But it's like you know, I don't, I don't think that. The, the amount of money that they spent on this one movie probably is not particularly worth it, right? If they they gotten it right on the first one, maybe, but like, I, I assume this is not like a like a, a a win for Warner Brothers. I think it's like we we did it. Maybe let's not do this like this again. <laughs> well, in my mind, I, I would I, I'll be curious eventually to see what the revenue compared to the expense on this is. Because to me, companies, it's not their job to see. I don't think we'll see that, money. though. Will we see what the yeah, revenue is going to be? We're not going no, to. No, because it, it, it won't come in the form of revenue in this yeah. instance. Because, it's like, normally you would have to be able to see their subscription increase numbers, no? Yeah, it's just, like, with, with Warner in particular, because you're talking about, like, HBO Max, which includes, like, HBO subscribers. Like, there's, there's, a, lot, there's a lot of difficulty Very to figure much. out, like, what subscribers came from this one movie i'm sure they know internally like oh these people signed up x amount of days beforehand but there's no yeah but there's no and there's no company it'll be interesting to see how many of those same that. people end up canceling right after as well yeah mm -hmm. so, yeah to me i don't really care how they feel to me it's like did they make money or did they not and it seems like the a lot of the signs point to from me just hearing from what y'all said that it could still have been like a uh, all in loss for them because if you make two movies, I, I don't remember. I feel like Justice League the first one brought in money the first weekend because everybody didn't know it was gonna be bad, <laughs> and then just but it. So I don't know. To me, it's like, did they make money or not? That should be their primary focus on their feelings. Well, I think the other thing is like basically are do even though people like us that pay attention to news and whatnot like know that 
whatever good Kate was in this movie is not going to be a part of the good in future DC Warner Brother movies. The probably gen pop general population would probably oh this is really good. I'm interested to see what the next DC music movie would be, and I feel like they're probably trying to capitalize on those people, even though. I mean, like, I feel like everybody on this call is going to go probably see the next DC movie regardless. Um, so kind of it is what it is. Oh, maybe not Michelle. But, <laughs> not unless but Wonder I, Woman 3. Yeah. But I feel, like, I, feel like, I feel like it injects a little bit of, like, hope in, like, the franchise, even though we understand that, like, what made this movie good is not at all going to be translated into what makes the next movie um, yeah, yeah, I did have a sense not functionally of hope. possible. <laughs> yeah, I did I have don't. a sense of hope after watching it and just being like, "Wow!" Like, I could they see. I it. would love to see more of this. I would love to see more. Mm-hmm. But but, but the people. but the model, yeah, the model is make a bad movie, have everybody tell you exactly why it's bad, spend more money, and like take more time, make it into like a you know a four hour movie. So you can fix all the things that you made a mistake on and then put it out on your streaming service. But they it's also like, could have done not nothing. They also could have done absolutely nothing. And just but let so you they sure with that. Absolutely nothing and let the whole shit die. We're right. just going to die regardless. But can I say that the four hours is unacceptable? And for any, any Snyder-esque people out there who think when the assignment is to turn in a five-page paper that turning in an eight-page paper to your teacher shows you're smart, and no, it shows that you lack discernment. It shows that you lack critical thinking skills. It shows that you don't know how to be concise. It shows that you're egotistical and self-centered because you think all of your ideas are good ideas and you can't actually prioritize them. That to me, this to me, the four hours was unnecessary. And somebody was like, well, you're supposed to watch it episodically. The, the parts didn't work as actual beginning and ending episodes. They didn't work that. I tried to watch the first two as like, okay, I was like, it just ends funny. It's not, not. So to me, that is like a, unforgivable element of this movie. And this is from a person who watches Bollywood that are three and a half hour movies. But here's, here's, let me, let me say something to that because let's say I, I, my my movie that I made got taken over, got ruined and Warner brothers is begging me to come back to make up my version of the movie. I'm going to do everything I want in that movie. I'm going to make that movie as long as I want I'm going to let Icelandic women sing for two minutes. I'm going to let, I'm going to have, like, what they said, like, 20% of the I movie. I know, and I'm telling motion. you that's an egotistical move. I don't think Which it is. Fine. Wasn't it egotistical for Warner Brothers to, like, completely ruin his vision? And thinking, like, oh, we can just make a movie just as good as Zack Snyder? If I was Zack Snyder, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm making this movie exactly how I want, as long as I want. And you are going to listen to this lady sing. Well, it's interesting, though, because at the same time, Zack Snyder didn't really make great DC movies before this. Thank you. This is what I'm talking about. It's not like this dude's a genius. Again, we, the people, made that movie. Okay? We collectively, in all of the terribly mean post-contextual That's right. That's That's exactly what happened. It was a universal... Superhero fan group project, we and did. then Zack Snyder's walking, was walking in saying, "Here's my assignment I turned in. Can I get an A plus, professor?" And then you guys are like, "The Snyderverse. He's such a genius." No, he's actually done a lot of shitty work, a lot of shitty work in the past. He's had some good movies. He's had some bad. I love movies. Watchmen. Watchmen's one of my favorite movies. 
I think. Yeah, I so he's had some good movies, but he's had some bad. Sucker Punch is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Okay. <laughs> Watchmen was also like so basically now not like say that he's straight like off the genius. comic book. So like, yeah, he yeah. really didn't do that much there. It's copying movies. It's copying. Yeah, it really wasn't no, that but good. Like, but guys, like we we have the work. Like when he is left to his own devices, he has Man of Steel, which I hated. Batman versus Superman, which I hated. The worst. And, and yeah, and then whatever version of this that he might have come up with if he didn't have all of our feedback. And I just think automatically, just like an assignment, if you turn in a four-hour movie in America, you automatically can't get an A. I'm sorry. All right, so then let's 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 jump into rating our rating our rating and final thoughts. Uh, Michelle, you saying this is not an A? What is your rating of Justice uh, League? Okay, well, Zach here's Sinoka. one question I left thinking about when I in the wee hours of Sunday Monday morning when I finished this movie. I was asking myself, this is a better movie for sure. There's a lot of good elements to it. Is it objectively a great initial bring together movie? And I don't, to the question I was asked at the beginning, I don't know if you can rate this and act like the MCU doesn't exist. Well, Claire, am I ranking this on superhero movies or all movies of all genres? Yeah, just you're right. I would say you're ranking compared to the Justice, compared to the Green Mile, compared to the first Justice League. How about that? What do you guys think? Oh, like the point improvement compared to the first Justice League? I would move it from the 2.5 I started with to put it at a solid seven. Um, which is a pretty big increase for me. And I would say I thought that the actual combination of powers from the superheroes this time was helpful to see them doing some combo moves. That's the whole reason they come together. I thought the storyline, Cyborg being the heart, the Flash having just a way better storyline. So I think uh, Wonder Woman not becoming a sexual object. I think those (laughs) moves make it go up to a 7, if not even a 7.5 on the... No, uh, seven. Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> That's where I'm at. All right, Rob, jump in. Okay. What are you thinking? Um, I'm Michelle's like preface there is so key because when I think of great coming together superhero movies, it's hard for me to not remember the feeling I felt the first time I saw the first Avengers yeah. movie, and it was just so well done because. We were all so bought in based on all of the previous movies. They literally could have given us two hours of them just fighting. And we've been like, cool. And like, you know, different little combinations. You guys fight here. You guys fight here. Some dumb shit happens and you guys all fight together against the big bad. But no, uh, Josh Whedon, when he was in a better state of mind, he actually gave us an hour and a half of story as to like, the personality of this person, Captain America, dealing with the personality of Iron Man, why that works, why that doesn't work, and like all of that, and like giving us all of that, and then still giving us the 45 minutes of the big bad. I was like, oh my God, this is so well done. But trying to not think about how great that was compared to Justice League, and um, I think I will move it from a four. I think I gave it to, I'll give it a, I'll give it an eight. I'll give it an eight. Yeah, I'll give it an eight. Sorry. I'm going to give it an eight. Let's give it an eight. Because, um, yeah, I think we... It, it just so much more stuff made sense. There are still a few things. I'm just like, why is that person doing that thing right, right here, right now? Right. Didn't really. There's a couple things like that. But for the most part, 
um, stuff just made more sense. I was, I felt things for people. Like I felt things when Cyborg watched his father go, like he had gone through a whole journey of like falling, like, you know, getting in good with his father. Oh my God. Andrew is giving you the ultimate eye roll. <laughs> Did you not feel for him when he lost his father? Also, I, yeah, like, that sequence felt so ridiculous to me because I was like, "Listen, man, let me get this straight." So, like, what was the point? Super of being in there, he didn't need to be in the room. He didn't need to. Why did you need to be in the room? He could have been outside the room. Why do you have to die? I was like, "Yeah, you don't have to be in there." And he's like, yeah. "Nope, here we go." And I was like, "Did he merge with it?" And they're like, "No, he just superheated it." And I was like, "Well, well why did he have to be in there?" Then? He could have like, like "Don't worry, he had to die anyway." And I'm like. Like, they could have been happy together. They could have hey, had Andrew, together. What happened? Andrew, it would have never worked if they didn't have something to avenge. Then? No. <laughs> That's a throwback to Avengers. Nobody caught it. All right. yeah, no, I, I, I know, I but this isn't that. Okay. No, no. Yeah. No? Still didn't work? All right, cool. Um, yeah, no, I, they just made me feel things. Um, they needed to serve justice for his death. For his death, yeah. It's put Cyborg in a in a really weird place. If Cyborg still had a father, like he wouldn't be as desperate or as like kind of like I'm gonna sacrifice everything because I've lost everything. You know what I mean? They needed something to avenge. It's everything goes back to Avengers. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna give it an eight because <laughs> I think okay. it was it was just a, it was a better movie and it made sense. I don't think we needed like a extended version um, Lord of the Rings uh, length for it, but uh, it worked. Yeah, I'll give it an eight. All right, jump it in. Jump in, Andrew. You know, it's, it's so interesting because I, I I felt like we would have been more aligned on this uh, simply because I think we were all in agreement that, like, for a revision, you really shouldn't get that much credit for it. So I actually only went from a 4.5 to a 6 because I'm like, wow. in my mind, you're, you're just not – like, I I don't know how hard it is when you get two additional hours to literally explain everything that went wrong in a movie – like to make it good like it was yeah, of course it was better like i said this in the beginning of course it was better like yeah, i don't think everybody thought it was definitely going to be better people were worried about it no if, if they got this wrong that would have been worried. cataclysmic i was like, worried i was definitely how worried how do you how do you spend another like another few years on something and then make it wrong like wow that's really tough literally everybody is giving you feedback you've got all of the notes you're like, oh, yeah, that didn't work. That didn't work. That's a plot hole. Glad somebody found that. Like, you could fix any movie like that. Like, I, you just don't get that much credit for me. That's all. 4.5 to a 6. I, I definitely see that. I don't know if, if you ask me if I would say that I would think Snyder's ego would receive all the feedback that he got. For some reason, I feel like he's just like, a, especially a person that has that distinct of like a direction and a sense of style that he's just like, no, this is what I want and this is what it's going to be. It's great that he took the feedback and he implemented all of it. But I, if you asked me ahead of time, that he would have been a lot of money. Feedback. To do so. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, I, yeah I, I just don't, I don't find him to be like more egotistical than the normal, like, you know, big studio producer type. So I don't know. I, I like you know, he, he wanted to, he clearly wanted to do something that was going to be received well, right? Like, that's probably one of the reasons why he signed up for it, to prove, like, hey, it was the studio's fault that this went wrong. Like, that's why I had this great vision, except, again, when he, when he had the sort of, like, you know, ability to make two new epilogues, he just made some, like, open-ended stuff, 
that really was kind of useless. So, oh, I actually never watched the epilogues. I should go back and watch them. Oh, you should watch them. And also, yeah, well, one's injustice. The other is like Martian Manhunter, who we should have talked about. But I'm yeah, I, that was that. funny. I was gonna bring that. We didn't even yeah, bring up. Yeah. Before Drew does his ranking, I also want to name. I saw somewhere that like there's another version of the Snyder Cut coming out in two weeks. No, no the black, the black and white version. Yeah. There is another version. There's coming. another one. I'm not he's, making this he's up. Got, no, he's got no, a black and white version of the cut coming. I think there's maybe like a five minute difference of some. They scenes. said that the epilogue is going to Yeah, I can't. I can't do that. That to me one. again shows lack of discernment and critical thinking skills. If back when my teacher days, he would be failing my class, turning in all but, these extra papers. But it's stuff. our fault because we ran to this. Like we, like I watched this movie twice now. Yeah, so that's much. eight hours of. Out of the last week that I've been I've watching fast forwarded through scenes. I don't know how you could do that, bro. Oh, I, I, I didn't fast forward, but I certainly watched it over two days. Like I could not. There's no way that I could spend another four hours on that thing. Like no dice. I couldn't <laughs> watch another melodramatic slow motion scene that was like with some sad, depressing music in the background. I was like, okay, yeah. I get it. Fast forward, we get it. There were some cool hero shots, but like the Aquaman hero shot when he saved the dude on the ship on and the like ship. brought him in, and then he like walked back and like threw like the whiskey bottle and all that. I was like, bro, this is like that's five minutes. I, I, I like I like I liked him when he was on top time. of the ship helping the guy. I like that shot, yeah. but him walking yeah. off. And bro, you're gonna break glass by water? What the fuck? Yeah, I was like, I think you should be against pollution. The and fuck? I thought that. Yeah. And he didn't like, even finish it. There was still some alcohol left. Come on, you're better than that. Jason Momoa would never leave alcohol left in a bottle. I know that for a fact. Jason Momoa literally has a campaign to stop polluting our oceans. Yeah. And I'm not talking about Aquaman. I'm talking right. about Jason Momoa has a campaign about yeah. stop polluting our oceans. He got Warner but Brothers to not throw that bottle. I said. Warner Brothers does not yeah. give out water bottles anymore. We're they are strictly water and glass. That's it. You, there's no water bottles on the lot. That's all because of Jason Momoa. I was shocked that he threw that bottle down. Gracious. <laughs> okay, Drew, what's your score? Man, I'm I'm different than you guys. When I finished that movie, I was just like, yes, yeah, this is okay. what I wanted. This is what, and I I, I mean, you know, I I don't love all of Zack Snyder's movies. But I, I love slow motion. I like when scenes breathe. I like when, you know, you're focusing on something that doesn't have to do with dialogue and CGI and everything, and you're just letting stuff breathe. I'm giving this from a four to an 8.5. I really, really enjoyed this movie. The se- I'm watching it twice. I, the second, I could, I, when I was done, I couldn't wait to watch more. I couldn't wait to watch it again. And I know the Snyderverse isn't going to continue, and that upsets me because... I want to see the nightmare scenario. I don't know if maybe the flash. Just, movie. just play injustice, and you'll and you're doing. Yeah, it. and I could so. do that, but you know, just play injustice, and, and you, really, you get really the whole story. I really that's, did. Man. That's that's I him was... cheating off injustice. That's what he does. Okay, <laughs> and maybe a lot of it is because I was so disappointed, obviously, with the first one, and just wanted to see something better. That same movie, something better. I mean, this is this is Justice League. This is what we've all, Andrew. We've been friends for twenty years. We've been begging for a Justice League movie since we met. Absolutely. I wish they did it right the first that, time. So that maybe that they can make it was, it was a tragedy. It was awful. And I'm just happy that they fix it. This is such a unique situation. I never want it to happen again. Ever. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind. I mean, again, it's it's the studio's money. Waste it as much as you want. Yeah, but like, now they're talking. People are like, so people are asking. Batman versus Superman do the same exact no, thing to no, that. No, no, it's been another $200 million. Okay, wait. Make it four hours and let's, I'm signing up right now. You've gone right too now. far. 
But I, I had a question tonight. because you both say that this is the blueprint to get a good movie, but then you penalize the score on doing your blueprint. Which one is it? What's the truth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Sorry, I'm I'm all in for them doing the doing the movie this way. In, in terms of my scoring, though, you don't you don't get credit for. Yeah, you don't you don't get credit for me for for and doing I, and I it on your second try. I completely no. agree with that. Be able to get an A. I completely well, yeah, do it again though. But here's my question to Andrew as well. Are you saying basically that this movie, there's no way this movie could have failed? Because I believe there's a million I, ways it still I could def- have failed. That's what I, I, I went into it, maybe I also I think went into very it very, very scared that it was still going to be bad. So then maybe that adds to why. They made it into a tent. Like this thing, this thing, A, I mean, just the idea of, of literally having like an additional, like, you know, few years to just like add whatever you want to it. And basically, giving given free reign to not even control how much time you add to it. Like to me, I was just like, they they are making this so that this guy doesn't fail, so that they can recoup some of the losses that they must have made on the first people iteration. Have failed, people have failed in those circumstances, and up until thirty minutes into the movie, I thought it was going to fail. Oh no! no. I, I from the very beginning, several I was like, days they, after they've at least fixed off, Several days, and I even t- I've talked to some people who don't think it's good. Yeah, or who don't I have think to. it's. Some people who think, yeah, like all that effort, all those hours, and I don't, I didn't get enough of a better movie. And so I went in to it on Sunday night saying, this is going to be a better movie, but not a good movie. And I'm just going to watch it. with, And that was my expectation. So I do believe that it is possible to fail in this scenario. And I think that's what, it's actually scarier to fail in this scenario. I just don't know. I don't know when, I guess I don't, I don't, well, first of all, I guess like, Functionally, I don't know that they could have failed because of the fact that, like, a people were going, like, people were going to watch this movie, right? Like, they they set it up in a way that, like, this was a temple attraction to HBO Max. They were going to get the money from people signing up, regardless. So, like, fine, put that aside. The idea of would it be successful or not, right? Like, okay, well, not even successful. Would it be like good, quote unquote? Um, I think that, like, you know, I think that IMDb. Like, I think somebody mentioned the score, like, went up something crazy uh, based on, like, people watching this. And it's, like, my whole thing is we've never seen a studio put this much money to do, like, reshoots after a movie has already been shown and, like, gone through all of the windows of content. Like, we've never seen something get, like, all of the feedback and then get to remake a new movie from that. And I, I just feel like that is... That that to me is like one of those things where like a you would never do it because it costs too much money, but b like I don't know how you fail on that. Like, and if you do, then you should probably retire from the industry. If this movie was awful, like as bad as the first one, it would have definitely affected people seeing the next DC movies. I think the people that not like us that are just like going to see it anyway and trash it if it's bad. There's those people in that in between period that's like. I'm done with DC. I'm not going to I don't think people... They just made Wonder Woman 84. They just made it. I know, but I'm saying I don't think they attracted... From my my observation, the only people I know that are actively watching this right now are my friends who are actively into superhero movies. Because most people on the fence are not going to do four hours. No, They're not doing four hours, period, on a paid service. I don't have any... Like, versus when... I've had friends go with me to watch an MCU, even if they haven't been paying enough attention. They're like, oh, there's a new whatever coming out. I'll go watch it. I don't think that this did enough. I think the damage on the DC universe 
for the general population is so bad that this is now niche content or a niche audience. And you put out a niche film for that niche audience. But it's a bit, it's I, a if big I walked out right now and go ask my friend, what do you know about the Snyder Cut? He would say, what the fuck are you talking about? I tried to get Grace to sit down and watch it. And she was like, just let me know when Jason Momoa takes his shirt off. Hello? And I was like, well, it's half a movie, so. Early and often, girl. I don't understand why he has to take off his shirt off sometimes and not. Like, he saved the guy, had his shirt on, drank the bottle, and then took it off to go back in. To go swim, yeah. To go swim, but you were already swimming with the shirt on. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's, <laughs> no. it's for aesthetics. Any other final I, I thoughts? You guys just, like, dying to get out that we didn't talk about? I know we didn't really talk about the nightmare scenario, but I'm sure a lot of people have. And, you know, yeah. I like the team up, even though I'm not a fan of Mira, like, at all. But I enjoyed the nightmare scenario. I liked the Joker scene. I liked how it was shot. I liked the out of focus. Like the Wait, can we talk about how the whole thing was shot? As a person who's not deep in production, I get the Snyder aesthetic he was going for, but like, bruh, the coloring was weird. There are multiple times. Like, there's a time where we see, what's her name, Mira? What's the, the mermaid woman yeah, name? Yeah, Mira. Mira, yeah. yeah. We see her underwater in the beginning, and you can't even see her hair color is red. Well, they've always she shot the underwater scenes. on a McDonald's red hair, and it yeah. looks, like, weird. They've always shot the underwater scenes a little differently. I know, but the whole movie was shot like that. Did nobody else notice that? I thought the whole movie was muted in its colors, which I think... No, because home, I think bringing. they change it depending on what we're dealing with. So I think, like, when you're in the Amazon stuff and the Wonder Woman stuff, I think it's a little more colored. I think no, I thought it Aquaman wasn't colored there. That was actually where I first stuff. noted. I was like, why isn't this grass green? <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not yeah. that like literally I was like, why is the grass not green? Like, I don't know. All you guys who are willing to watch this more than once, go watch it again and just I'm, tell me. I actually have the Amazon scene on right now and the grass is green. Is the grass green? The grass is green. Maybe it's my TV then. But that's the same thing I thought with Game of Thrones, and then the whole internet said the shit was dark and it wasn't my TV. That that was that was a problem with Game of Thrones. That was a <laughs> huge problem. Yes. <laughs> How are we going to be in a fight scene and I can't see the fight? With the dragons. Sorry. Yeah. Well, no, let's not subject. even. Okay, so let's let's yeah. finish this up because I wanted to do 45 minutes and we've done an hour and a half. Uh, what <laughs> I expected. Um, but I Sorry love this. That. I love bringing you guys together. Um, maybe this could even be an offshoot of my pie, you know, something to talk about later. I'd love to bring you guys all back on for some Falcon Winter Soldier content. I don't know if we want to do a mid-season or end-season. Everybody enjoy the first episode, or people. I didn't watch it. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't yeah, talk about you it. Can't really talk about it. That's listen. You guys said to watch a four-hour movie that took my entire freaking weekend. <laughs> well, it actually took Sunday, Monday. Well, it was kind of nice because it was what forty-five minutes, Falcon Winter Soldier, or fifty, yeah. something like that. Okay, can everybody yeah. just show me on like a thermometer? With oh wait, I guess we're on a podcast, so please, nobody else can see your thumbs. I'm like Falcon Winter Soldier. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I'm like a. Uh, I'm okay, so maybe I'll keep up. Three quarters. You know, I'll be honest. I mean, there's not enough that we've got. We've got nothing. You know. That's the that's the one. Okay, we've been gassing up MCU on the background here. Yeah. That is the one downside. Is right now it's gotten so big, you have to have a whole calendar and a plan and like logistics to keep up. Yeah. There's only. I mean, basically, I think they're trying to set it up where there's always a TV show going. Yeah, like, literally, always... they gave you a week in between when WandaVision started, stopped, mm -hmm. and when this one started. And I'm Loki is next after this one, right? Y'all mm -hmm. yeah, really sent the text. I was like, I can't breathe. I'm on, I was a week behind on WandaVision. So then y'all said it. I was like, I'm not ready. Okay, listen. I need time to heal. I want you to catch. Oh, man. Yeah. I'll get on, uh, I'll get on yeah, time. Catch I'll get up on time. all of that. We'll talk I in a couple weeks. I can say about Falcon. But 
<laughs> we'll talk in a couple of weeks. And uh, thanks for joining, guys. Thanks for having thanks for us. Having you. Thanks for having us, Drew. Course, yeah, I appreciate it, man. This is awesome. Man, thank you guys for joining and sticking through. If you made it all the way through that pod, I'm going to do a single solo clap for you. Because thank you, man. It was a long one, longer than I expected, but I know we had a lot of fun. I want to say another thank you to uh, Andrew, Rob, and Michelle. I hope they had a good time. I know I did. Um, I will mention a couple corrections afterwards after looking through this. Uh, let me just let me just say a couple corrections for you guys. One, I was absolutely wrong. Aquaman does eat fish. Um, I think he's known in the comic books for having fish and chips. So he's not a vegetarian. I was wrong there. And then the other kind of correction I had was I, I wasn't super clear to Andrew, Rob, and Michelle on the power rankings. I didn't mean power as in how strong they were throughout the movie. I just meant their impact in the movie. But, you know, we still got through it. I think we still had fun. I think the rankings still made sense. And I'll get better. We'll, we'll get better uh, together. And uh, I'll be a better host. I'll try not to yell at, yell at them too much. And, uh, you know, like I always like to say, this is a journey that we're going through together, and uh, the pod will get better. I promise you that. Now, I'm not a big social media guy, but I have to say that I uh, created a YouTube page, My Crew with Drew Podcast. I have a Twitter now, at My Crew with Drew. So we're just going to keep marketing and maybe more and more listeners every week. I don't know. We'll see. Um, thank you guys for joining again. Really appreciate it appreciated it. And, uh, we will see you next episode. Have a good one.